you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you've arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is Johnny Ray Diaz. You have seen this dude on so many cool shows like Grey's Anatomy, Queen of the South, Bosch, Narcos. He has DJ skills. He's a skilled photographer. I guess he's just like an overall skilled guy. And we also had breakfast from Hugo's, a staple in the San Fernando Valley. So let's go. We've got Johnny Ray Diaz today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Johnny Ray Diaz, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm happy to be here. How is your 2022 starting out? The greatest year ever? Oh, 2022. <laughs> uh, it feels like it just rolled right into it. Kind of did, didn't right? it? Yeah. Is, it, is it 2022? It feels like it's still 2021. It feels like know. a weird... And when I write it down, it still feels weird. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't feel like a New yeah. Year hit. I don't know what you did for New Year's, but like uh, my New Year's actually, I fell asleep and mm-hmm. it was 11.59 p.m. And uh, I remember being woken up by my roommate and he's like, hey man, happy New Year. And then just like walk, oh, wow. walked away. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well. Our New Year's is usually something like, watch like the last 10 minutes of one of the New Year's countdown things. And I think we were doing Hunt a Killer or something like that. One of those, <laughs> okay. you know, and also telling the dogs, hey, there's going to be a lot of fireworks right. in a minute. We're here. You're good. It's okay. You know? Things are yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Well, we met, gosh, we have a lot of friends in common. We had we, a lot. Yeah. We did do <laughs> one fun project we did together. Maybe the only project we did together. The sketch? No, the uh, the music video. Yes, but we also did a sketch. We though. did a mechanics. Oh yes, one. that's right, the mechanics. Yes, sketch. mechanic sketch. I don't know if I ever saw the finished version of that. So. Well, yeah, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> Me as a mechanic, that seems uh, I've seen that before. Far fetched. <laughs> we did a music video where I was lip syncing to the lead, and you were the only person in the video, kind of. That was actually singing to what you're doing, singing slash rapping, kind right. of, the right? Whole, uh, hey, girl. <laughs> I know you're looking at me from the window. That's uh, right. Whatever I was saying, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Tressa. I was like, Johnny Ray Diaz is doing the show. She goes, oh, I know. I was like, you know, girl. And she's like, oh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what my career has resorted to, just girl. That's what it is now. I know you as an actor. I know you do photography. I know you do a lot of very cool artsy things. Is singing a thing that you have done in your life? Like, is was it, have you done musicals? Absolutely not. No, uh, okay. No, man, I wish. I, unfortunately, I cannot 
not sing at all. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's actually a skill I've always wanted to have because uh, I definitely probably would have hoped to have been a singer one day, you know, or something. Huh, you know, because but. from that music video, and it's called, guys, if you want to look it up, it's on, it's, is it Human Endorphins? That's your whoa, page. Whoa, 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 hey. No? Humor. Humor, not human. Human endorphins. Not human. <laughs> humor You're right. endorphins. Humor endorphins. Go there, and then uh, there's a the music video called Gentrified, which yeah. it is it is a very fun video, and it's fun. A, you have but, a lovely voice, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. But uh, but I was gonna say, like from what you did, it seems like you would be able to sing. No, but not well. That that makes means you're a great actor and able to like finesse it enough. Yeah, I mean, I can dance, but like, I okay, can't, I'm not like a professional dancer, but I can definitely hold a beat and kind of hold my own at a place. But I, you know, singing just I don't know. Can't do it. You and I should do a musical where we book it together as one part, and then every time they have to dance, I just like go off stage and you come back in and dance, <laughs> and then I do the sing part because we basically look like twins. I would say so. Uh, <laughs> I think it's safe to say. Even when we were eating earlier, people were like, "Hey, so brother, the table for two brothers? Twins What's going or on brothers? Here? Which one is older? I is know, that a factor? Right? I mean, do you guys, is it really matter that you're eight m- minutes older? I'm like. I'm older, but by three minutes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we did have a great meal at Hugo's, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. But yeah, I did have a lot of fun shooting that music video, even though I was like, I did all my stuff prior to the video being shot. I did yeah. all the singing, and then I went and watched you guys record it. Well, it's so funny because like I mean, we talked about it earlier, but you know, I initially heard the song because Brian Galise, uh, you know, played it for me. There's Brian like, Galise, hey, by the way, he, he lives rent-free on this show. I mean, I was... <laughs> <laughs> he needs to start paying me ad space because we call him Mission. out all the time on the show. But yes, Brian Galeese. I, I agree. Saying. You guys talk about him a lot. I mean, yeah, he should be paying, the funding the studio, something. Um, but yeah, he he played the song for me and I remember hearing his part, which is your voice and I didn't oh, yeah. know that it was. And I was like, Brian, is that, is that you singing, man? And he was like, why? And I was like, it sounds really good, dude. I didn't, I didn't know you could actually sing, you know? And he's like, ah, it's Brent. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Brent can sing too? I was like, this guy's got it all. He's a jack of all trades. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I told that story just so we could talk about it. I'm a good singer. Yeah, uh, I'm built like it up, a shameless it up. plug. What a jerk. And you're performing where again? Uh, yes. Largo. Uh, <laughs> okay. on, the, on the fifth stage at right. Largo. Okay. <laughs> You can see him at Hugo's on Friday night. Hugo's uh, on Friday night. Not at the big Hugo's, but the the, the, taco, the, stand. the taco stand <laughs> Hugo's around the corner. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you've done a lot of cool projects and a lot of varied type of projects. You know, you, you I was even though I was reading them off the beginning, I was like, oh, medical procedural. Then you got like Queen of the South, which is kind of like a gangster show. Yeah. And, and Narcos, which is another like kind of like gangster show. Bosh, Bosh. Which is another gangster type yeah. show. Bosh, <laughs> gangster show. I think we're seeing a theme now. <laughs> That's right. No, but... I was curious, I was thinking about this earlier. Do you find it more interesting as an actor, you, during your process, to play a character who does bad things that's trying to be good or a guy that's good trying to do the opposite, you know, break away from that? What is more interesting to you? That's kind of, that's actually a really good question. Um, I would say it's actually probably the bad guy trying to do something else would you say how'd you say you said bad the yeah, bad guy trying yeah, to somebody do, that's, that's kind of perceived as bad trying to like do th- a good thing yeah i i find that more interesting but i take it in a different direction i don't think anybody's actually bad right necessarily and, and nobody and, is because in their mind they're not you i'm know saying I mean? how he's written on the page are like okay this is sure, a bad dude sure. right yeah. no one is completely bad or completely good but on the page he's not the hero right in fact he's probably working against the hero yeah i definitely prefer to be not not the hero, more yeah. anti-hero. I, I'm really drawn to like anti-hero type characters mm-hmm. or heroes that have 
a darker side or kind of, you know, maybe misunderstood or trying to achieve something great, but they have to go through a lot of like dark and murky things to sort of get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's interesting to me. So if you're thinking of like great anti-heroes in history, and I think it's become much more prevalent in the last 15 years, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Who is the pinnacle of you? Like, this is the greatest anti-hero I've ever seen. That's a good question, too. Well, the one that kind of comes to mind that is, I guess you could say, I actually really like Wolverine. So, yeah. Logan. That's actually all one of my favorite Marvel characters because he is what you would call a hero. He's one of the X-Men, the yeah. whole thing. But he's always like the loner. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of on a journey on his own. He's always dealing with this, a lot of inner demons. Yeah. Something going on in his life that's always kind of pulling him in other directions. And that, to me, is more interesting because yeah. that feels more real, more authentic, just like people every day. You know, we we innately may be trying to do a lot of good things, but there's always something inside of us that could be kind of festering. So, that, to me, that's interesting. I think that's great. Yeah, good call on Wolverine. That's, that's great. So, you've also been uh, pretty busy, like, directing things recently. Yeah, so right now I have uh, two two short films that I directed. I'm in one of them, and the other one I'm not in. Uh, one's a dark comedy. The other one is more of a... It still kind of has facets of a dark comedy. I would say it's probably kind of more of a drama. Um, but those two films just played at Pasadena Film Festival. I won Best Actor for one of them Yeah. Um, at Pasadena Film Festival. And then they played at NoHo Cinefest, and next week they're playing at Chandler Film Festival, um, which is awesome. So I'm going to drive out there to visit. Oh, Chandler, Arizona. Chandler, Arizona, where I'm from. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're up to right now. Okay. Very cool. Well, you grew up in Arizona. Yeah. Something about growing up in Arizona that kind of made you the performer you are eventually? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, Arizona is obviously very different than Los Angeles. Uh, there's, it's not an entertainment town. It's not, it's a, it's a town built on, you know, hard work and getting a job and an education and starting a family and that kind of whole thing. And, um, which is great, but for for something for pursuing the arts, I wouldn't say necessarily it's the place people would first think of, right? Yeah. You don't think of like, oh, Arizona, they've got a an amazing artist population there or anything like that. So so at least for me growing up, I wasn't exposed to any of that in school or in my family, um, especially because my parents are immigrants. They definitely, the idea of <laughs> me telling them to be an actor is uh, very foreign. Right. You know what I mean? So it's 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 been interesting for sure. So where are your parents from? Uh, my mom is from Mexico. Okay. And my dad is from Colombia. Oh, cool. I know there's a, a large Mexican population in in Arizona. Yeah, Colombian population. The, there is a small population. Yeah, but it's not a lot. It's they're definitely not as many here. That I would say a lot of them are probably more in California. Yeah, New York, places like that. Miami. You know what I mean. I don't know what the culinary taste is of of Colombia. I don't know, and I don't know that I know a lot of uh, Colombian restaurants out here do they exist are, are yeah there there's some and there's there's even a few colombian restaurants in arizona very okay. few i think i can only think of like maybe one or two over there um but i would say cuisine wise it's actually very different than mexican food because mexican food as most latinos would say is very spicy you know a lot of other uh latinos that are like let's say colombian uh puerto rican things like that it tends to be a little bit more i don't maybe say necessarily say caribbean but it's not spicy food you okay. know, you'll find things like a lot of like rice and chicken, yuca, which is yeah. kind of like a potato basically uh-huh. for people that don't know. Those are the typical things that you might find in like Colombian dishes. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's got a different flavor to it. It's okay. more, su- I would say on the sweeter side. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My friend is from, um, 
Puerto Rico and they have those mofongos, which is, have you ever had those? I haven't it's had those like before. It's kind of like, it's, it's something like yucca, but it's not, but it's smashed. It's like okay. plantain yucca yeah. type thing. That's, you know, Very similar. A lot of plantains in the yeah. diet, you know, things like that. I got to say plantain in, in a lot of people, you know. <laughs> Banana's you, ugly cousin. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty much like a banana, but it's yeah. different. Yeah. I, I think they're very versatile in how you can make them, though, you know, because right. if you go to like Porto's out here, right, you get those like chips, like the plantain yeah, the chips. Yeah, fried plantain chips. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go some places where you got the uh, kind of like sugared up, caramelized, fried plantains. Right. Which are just like probably a million <laughs> calories, but delicious also in its own right. So now I, now I know where we're going next. Right? There you go. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And then I totally you know, identify with you like growing up somewhere where you're like, you wouldn't see anyone that was like, that had made it, quote unquote, made it as an actor. So there's, it's not, I don't even even know if you thought that was a possibility or anything like that. I mean, I, obviously there were some people from Nebraska who had made it in certain ways, but like no one in my direct circle. Right. I was just like kind of watching the plays that my cousin did when I was a kid. I don't know if you had anybody like kind of that that made you want to do this stuff. Did you do plays in high school? No, I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, my first exposure to actual acting was I took a drama class in high school. Okay. Uh, I think it was like my sophomore year and it was mostly because I needed like an elective and I just had the options where I was like, well, do I want to take a real class? I'm like, drama? I don't know what that is. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. It seems like it might be kind of interesting. So I took that and that was the first time I really ever did like actual improv in a class. And I remember I had to do a scene where I was pregnant in an elevator. I remember doing the scene with all these strangers in the class because I didn't know anybody there. And then getting a lot of laughs. And I was like, oh, this feels kind of good. Um, and that was kind of like my first exposure to sort of acting. But in my family itself, we didn't have anybody that was really like an artist. The only person I can think of is one of my cousins who was an actual artist, could actually paint. Yeah. You know, and he made these really amazing works of art that he had. And um, actually, we still have a lot of them. My parents have them in some in their house and stuff like that. And my brother has one too, has a painting too. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. My parents are not, I would say, artsy people by any yeah. means. You know what I mean? So it, I don't really know where it came from. You know, it just, uh, who knows, really. So when did this happen for you when you decided like you want to be an actor? Did it just kind of happen and you got a couple things and you're like, oh, I like this? In a way, kind of, in a sense. So I guess what, what to sort of kind of back it up a little bit, I, I think... Eventually, at some point in my life, it was probably in my early 20s, I was sort of trying to figure out what to do with my life in terms of like career-wise, what I want, you know, where I want to go. And at the time, I was going to school for, uh, for business. And uh, that seemed like a logical step because people in my family, you know, my, my mom at the time was running a mortgage company. Okay. So she was doing loans and stuff like that. I had a lot of cousins that worked in banking and things like that. So it seemed like a logical step to just go into it. And uh, so I was kind of pursuing that. And uh, I was working at Bank of America as a bank teller and then eventually started working as a financial consultant for a credit union in Arizona. But I honestly never liked it. You know what I mean? I right. felt like I was, I was good at it in terms of like, oh, okay, I... I can learn things really fast and, you know, I can talk to people and, you know, educate people about, you know, the finances and things like that. But I never enjoyed it at all, really. At some point while I was kind of doing that, I was like, I think I need to try something else. And uh, for a while there, I thought about getting into law enforcement, um, which is way different. And I think I only thought about doing that because I thought it would be cool. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to be like a U.S. Marshal or like an FBI agent. Right. And so I was like, all right. So I switched to my, my degree to like criminal justice and I uh, was doing that for a little bit. And then I started thinking like, Mel, I don't know if I want to like 
die while I'm working. Yeah. So, so let me not do that. And um, the real flip ended up being for me was um, I started interning at a hip-hop station okay. in Phoenix, Power 98.3, which I grew up listening to as a kid. It's the right. biggest hip-hop station in Arizona, very iconic. And uh, I had a friend that was a DJ and worked there, and he were, they were looking for interns to be on the street team. And I remember applying, getting accepted as an intern, working there for, you know, like a year. And then they hired me as part of their promotional street team. And a lot of people that were interning there at the time were going to the uh, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State. And I never even heard of that school yeah. at ASU. And I was like, journalism? I'm like, I don't know, news? I was like, I don't even know what's up with that. And they were telling me they do a lot of writing. And I was like, hey, you know, writing actually sounds cool. Like I, I used to write a lot of poetry and a lot of short stories when I was a kid. And I was like, you know, actually, I always thought I was actually really good at like doing that. Because in school, when I was younger, a lot of times when we had to do presentations in front of class, people would always look forward to like my stories. I would write these like really weird, funny, fantastical stories and I'd be sharing them in front of the class and people would be laughing. I think that was the first time I kind of got like a taste of sort of performing. I remember one time I did a report on Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And I dressed as him. <laughs> and uh, it was like a whole thing I did in front of the class and it was just weird and funny and stuff. And so that was my first taste of it. And then um, I ended up going to that school, um, transferring all my credits to the Cronkite School at ASU. And that was kind of when I started thinking like, you know what, I want to try doing something else. And then eventually kind of slowly leading my way to L.A. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you mentioned Hitchcock. I think he's not been forgotten, but like people don't talk about Hitchcock the way that because he's got like just so many great iconic movies. Right. And, you know, you could argue that M. Night Shyamalan would not exist without, and I think he would say this himself, maybe. I think a lot of people wouldn't exist yeah. if it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. What are some of your top Hitchcock films? Well, actually, um, actually like Birds. Birds is yeah. actually, it's, a, it's actually a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe fun's not the right word. Um, it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in in the same that any Hitchcock movie is fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, but I like that. And then also uh, in, in Phoenix, there's the San Carlos Hotel, which is where they shot one of those iconic shower scenes. Oh, wow. Um, okay. In Psycho. Yeah, so that was actually kind of cool. And I, I, it's weird that I kind of like just kind of geek out on that. But yeah, I mean, he's just a huge influence, you know, right. into just all of modern cinema and just a lot of things. Right. You know what I mean? You ever seen The Trouble with Harry? I haven't seen that. Okay, that's interesting because it's kind of a yeah. comedy. It's kind of a dark comedy. And basically the movie is uh, somebody, I think it's Ron Howard as a little kid, as a yeah. little, little kid, yeah. finds a dead body in the woods. And then people keep finding the dead body in the woods and being like, oh, I was somehow responsible for this and trying to hide the body. And then someone else finds it and goes, oh, man. So apparently everyone, it's like one of those, everyone had a reason to kill this dude, right. Harry. Right. And everyone thinks to like, oh, uh, maybe he ate this thing that I gave or, you know, whatever. And the body just keeps getting moved. And, and like, uh, yeah, eventually the truth is revealed. But it's like great Hitchcock. It's funny. And it's yeah. got like a bunch of dark. Yeah. Dark. Dar- yeah. Dark yeah. comedy. Yeah. Strangers on a Train is great. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. you know, that's obviously was parodied into, uh, well, not parodied, but uh, Throw Mama from the Train is based on Strangers from a Train. Yeah. But yeah, so many great, I mean, you... There's, there's you, a lot of great influences. I yeah, could see yeah. you playing like a Norman Bates type character, <laughs> you know? Man, should I take that as a compliment? I don't know. Uh, sure. I'll leave it up to your interpretation. Yeah. I mean, it's an iconic character. Very complex. That was... Has the, demons. That was what uh, my mom told me when I left LA. Those, those were her <laughs> final words to me. And I was like, Mom, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Get out of my you house. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I have a uh, Hitchcock. It goes back from the days when I used to work at Borders Books. I, I remember that place. 20-some years ago. And yeah. would, they would have like this Hitchcock collection that came out. So there was a big cardboard stand for it. And there was yeah. a giant like Hitchcock cardboard thing. And I got it when it you, when the stand went away. You, you stole it. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're allowed to get those things after they weren't uh, sure, displaying sure. them anymore. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and in our studio and back, and anytime somebody opens the door, there's a... It looks like there's a person there already because yeah, there's a, yeah, it scares <laughs> everyone, <laughs> and it makes me laugh. Yeah, so there uh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do know that you worked on uh, Pam and Tommy, which is yeah. a big project. You, I know you work with Seth Rogen. Do you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit? Just the kind of experience of it? Yeah, I'm really excited about that one because it's it's not my first comedy network credit, mm-hmm. um, not the first one, but um, it's definitely the one where. I felt something really special about it because, you know, when I when I got the, the breakdown for it, there was basically nothing. The name of the character was Kenny, and all it said was, like, guy selling, like, bootleg sex tapes out of a car. N- open ethnicity, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, literally tells you nothing. And then in the actual side, there was only, like, four lines, four or five lines. Okay. And the lines were like, man, shut up, or like, man, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Or something, like, very basic. Right, very basic stuff. And it's like, and the other character has all the dialogue. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I decided to, you know, I I decided to sort of base the character off of like Michael Pena and like Ant-Man. Oh, sure. So that kind of like kind of jovial, like kind of like Mexican dude that's having a good time. And so I just kind of just made him like this like Chicano character that's like kind of having fun a little bit and enjoying what he's doing. And I just sent in two takes and I improved a bunch of, added a bunch of dialogue in there that wasn't in there, added a bunch of lines, added props and who knows what else I did to it. And I was like, ah, whatever, man. It's only like a few lines anyway. And then I ended up getting the part and uh, I was like, oh, kind of cool. Just kind of created a character and did something with it. I remember going to set and uh, they actually shot it in Hollywood. First time I ever shot a show in the middle of Hollywood on Sunset. They had recreated an entire Tower Records. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm back to, you know, back to my childhood here now. I remember these things. And, um, you know, there I am about to do a scene with Seth Rogen and I was so nervous because I'm like, I grew up watching this guy super bad and all these like really iconic films this guy, you know, sort of set us off with. And uh, it was just crazy. And I, I was nervous too because I was like, hey, I did all this improv in the audition. But I think, you know, on set sometimes you're like, do I just stick to the script? Right. Do I stick to what's on paper or do I just start improv because that's what got me the role? I don't know. But I decided in the moment that like, hey, this is like a pretty wild show. So I'm just going to go for it. And as soon as uh, the director who was, who was Lake Bell on that episode. Oh yeah. Um, and she's, she's amazing. As soon as I just like, she's like, all right, Johnny, this is what you're going to be doing. And you're going to be kind of like selling these tapes and you know, he's going to be kind of walking across and you're going to be yelling stuff at him. I was like, all right. I just started improving right on action. I started saying all these lines that weren't even in there just started throwing stuff left field. And I just thought to myself, they'll say cut. They'll say, Hey, don't do that. And then we'll move on. And then I'll stick to the dialogue. Right. I thought that's what was going to happen. And then I did it. And as soon as she came out, she was like, Johnny, keep doing that. Just keep doing that. And I was like, now I have permission to just have fun. You know, and that was what was really cool about that show is they there was so much freedom to have a good time, you know, that I ended up improving all this dialogue and who knows what'll actually end up in the show. Maybe none of it will. I don't know. But it was just such a cool and freeing experience that they sort of trusted me to just do something with mm-hmm. that. Um that even like the writer and the showrunner on the show came up to me many times during the during takes and stuff like that. And he was like, oh my God, where are you coming up with these with these lines? These are ridiculous. And he's just like, <laughs> this is so good. He's just like, 
I had people come up to me, which was so weird to me. I had like makeup coming up to me and like people on the crew would come up to me like, are you a comedian? Do you do stand-up? Yeah. Like, what, is, what do you do? And I'm like, no, I don't, not at all. It was just a very freeing experience. And then um, I connected really well with that showrunner and we still talk now. And it, it was cool because I talked to him after the show. He followed me on Instagram and I sent him a message, just like a thank you, saying like, thank you for the opportunity. And he, he wrote me back and he was just like... He's like, hey, man, man, you just killed it so much. And uh, we're so happy to that you took a character that I wrote on paper that I had no idea even really what he was, just like a guy selling tapes. And you created a whole backstory mm-hmm. of this guy. And he's like, all I told myself was like, I have to work with this guy again. Yeah. So that was it. I was like, man, that's so fun. That's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, like, you know, you and I, as we work on more things, the different ways that shows come about. Because, you know, you, if you do like a Coen Brothers movie, you know, usually you don't change one line off the page. Right. And they're great. But also then you've got other types of movies where you do do some improv or a lot of improv and they're also great. So it's just like so many ways that things can come about that are great from just different processes. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? When you do uh, when you do certain auditions or even on, let's say, on, on one of the shows that yeah. you've worked on, do you feel like you're usually stuck to the page? Like, hey, these are the words or I'm going to kind of like have a little freedom. If I feel like there's they're a little bit loose on set and I feel like I've got a couple things that will really hit, I'll try them. Okay. But if also it depends on what kind of part it is. If you're playing like right. a really small co-star and you're not the focus of the scene at all, you sure. don't really want to. Yeah, you don't want to change too much. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. then they're like, hey, the scene's about him crying over his mom I, we shouldn't you shouldn't talk about uh <laughs> eating uh, raw eggs uh i know it's right. funny but yeah it doesn't really go yeah so yeah i just i guess you have to kind of feel it you out like it you out. said you know yeah. and sometimes you feel it out incorrectly but they'll let you know sure they'll let you know yeah, yeah. i do think that a lot of directors might like for you to try something and then be pulled back rather than like having to draw more out of you i agree right I agree because um, I, I think it's probably harder it's like, oh, we need, um, we need more. And also you're giving them options. Oh, this guy could be yeah. this instead of like, ah, uh, well, maybe he's this, but he's not giving me anything. Right. Yeah, something to work with. Right. Yes, absolutely. My sister will kill me if we don't talk about uh, your run on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. You were very sick. Very sick guy. <laughs> no, and nothing's changed. <laughs> I, you know, still, still the same. Well, I, I, I'm always interested in like, because you spent a lot of time, it seemed... In the hospital bed, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd say the most of the majority of the time was in the hospital. It seems bed. like that would drive me crazy having I know you're working and you're getting paid and yeah. it's a great show and you're working with great actors, but yeah. I would get so antsy just having to, to be in the hospital bed and like yeah. I don't know. How'd you feel about that? Was it <laughs> it, it was it was challenging, man. Yeah. I, you know, also because on top of that, like I you know, the the character had pulmonary fibrosis. Right. So I had this lung disease and you know, a lot of the takes were like Hey, on this take, you're like really sick. (laughs) Yes. And then you're spitting up blood sometimes, right? And then they're like, you know, I know you got a monologue right here, but you can barely breathe. You barely can get through it, you know? And that would be, that would be literally be the direction on a certain take. And then the next take, they're like, all right, all right. Well, this time you're sick, but you're not that sick. Yeah. So you, you can get through the monologue pretty easily. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, we're just kind of playing here. Are, Are you one of those guys where like, sometimes if I'm put in those situations... I start feeling the way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you start feeling a little sick yourself. Oh, for sure. Or are you able to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Now we're done. I'm good. I mean, it's a mixture of both. But I think with that one specifically, there was definitely moments where like, 
I literally started, you know, you're confined to the bed. So yeah. one, I'm not really moving. Right. So I'm really just moving my head and stuff like that. I'm having to cough on certain parts and eventually like your throat does get raspy. And then you do really kind of start feeling like very down. And then like, they're like, all right, we're done. And then you're kind of like laying in the bed and you're just kind of like slowly rolling out. You're just like, yeah, oh, I feel it. I do. Yeah, feel it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, wow. So yeah, you definitely feel it sometimes eventually, but I wouldn't say that that was a fun roll necessarily. Uh, that's not the right adjective for it, but um, it was definitely uh, one that I, I will remember for for a long time. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about working on a show that's been on for season 18? Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, amazing that, you know, that show has been that on for that long. It's a testament to what they what they do. Because there's no, there's no way that show would even last if it didn't have a fan base still. Right. So it still has a fan base. I, yeah, I just feel, I, honestly, I feel lucky and I feel blessed to be part of any show, really, because you know how hard it is to get a role on anything. Right. And is you that know? the original Shonda Rhimes show? I, I don't remember if that's the first one, but like... I don't know if it's the first one, but I mean, she, you know... It was the one that probably it. blew up the biggest in the, you know, because then... Probably. Now it's got like Station 19, which right. is kind of, they have crossovers from that. Right. I ran over a lady on Station 19 once. Right. That was my claim to fame on Station <laughs> 19. And you, you weren't even rolling. <laughs> and then know. I had her on the podcast. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have to apologize about that. It was a really funny scene because yeah. the whole thing is they have a mobile ambulance and they're doing CPR on somebody in the ambulance and this girl just rolls up and is like, I want all your drugs in the car and I don't what? care if you're I don't care if you're doing CPR. I want the drugs. Yeah. And they're like, still doing CPR on this person. And then she ends up getting all the drugs and she's like, Yay. And she jumps out of the jumps out of the back of the ambulance. Bam. And you're you're just a what a car I'm just like a plumber. Body? Of course I was a plumber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hit her in a plumbing truck. Is that a step up from mechanic or what do you think? <sighs> I think they're about, about equal. The same. Yeah. Yeah, okay. crying plumber in the street that ran over somebody. Oh, that maybe is a little bit higher. I don't know. All right, know. all right, yeah. I dig that, man. I watched it and I was like, guys, you got to watch the scene before because it's so insane <laughs> what happens. That is They're pretty, doing- pretty crazy, actually. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and then in the middle of the scene, too, she accidentally shoots one of the wings one of them. She's like, oh, and the, the guy's yeah. doing CPR, but also been shot in the arm or the leg or something. And Yeah. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like wild time, though. It sounds yeah. Fun. Well, that was the last. Was that, was that a stunt thing that you had to drive, or was it someone? Uh, someone there, I had a stunt driver. Okay, and that dude was like six three, <laughs> <laughs> so he looked just like you. Yeah, it was a stunt driver, but they never showed the stunt driver. He uh, just literally just drove, but he was dressed like me. Okay, it just they just, just didn't case. happen to use. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and she she gets hit, and then in slow motion, you can see like all these vials of drugs flipping <laughs> okay. through the air, and her gun. Anyway, oh, uh, that's funny. Well, maybe one day we'll, you know, we'll be on a show and uh, yeah, never I'll know. run over someone on the show and you'll be there too. You know, maybe I'll arrest you or, <laughs> yeah. you know. Or or I'll arrest you. Who, hey, knows? who knows? We both run both sides of this thing. That's it could true. equally be. <laughs> and I'd be happy for either one of those. Although, honestly, if it's my character, you're probably getting away if you're, if I'm supposed to arrest you. Or maybe you know? I'm getting killed. I feel like I die in a lot of things. That's so. true. I've died in a lot of things. So that's Have you really? Yeah, I feel like that's happened a lot. I, I haven't show. got to do... You know what? They never seem to kill my character. No. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but... I'd like to live. I'd like to live sometime. I have know? a friend who has a whole reel of him getting, like, his head cut off, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many, so many beheadings. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. It goes well, that way sometimes. Right? <laughs> well, we did have breakfast yes, at uh, yes. Hugo's, the kind of iconic restaurant... On Riverside Drive in the Valley. 
I thought it was really, I, I don't know why I haven't been there that often. It's really close to my place. I guess it's just a place you kind of take for granted. You know, because I think it's the way it looks a little bit. You yeah. Know, I never, I, I mean, I've heard of the place. This is only my second time was going with you, honestly. And uh, I just, you know, it kind of feels like it's like a Marie Callender's or like, that's a, true. you know, some kind of like, I don't know, old timey <laughs> place. I don't know. You know, for me, I and it happened today. So I think I feel safe in saying this is one of the reasons I haven't been there a bunch is it's so close to the corner. Yeah. And I don't quite see it from the corner, but then as soon as I turn the corner, like, oh, it's, oh, I drove past it already. (laughs) Yeah. I did that today. I was like, Uh, I was like, oh, it's a little bit further down. Oh, I drove past it already. Well, okay. I guess uh, I'll just just, continue down Riverside. (laughs) I'll just continue with my life. You know, Um, they also have the taco stand across the street from it. That's true. And they're both deceiving. Yeah. You're like, Hugo's, which one? The taco stand or the actual restaurant? Now, I have been to the taco stand. I've been to that one too. I don't know why, because it's, it seems a little more, Easy access in and out, but they're both yeah. owned by the same people, I guess, because they're both called Hugos. I, I guess right? so. It's just weird that they're, I don't know. I don't understand it. You think they ever like uh, really slammed at the taco stand and then they send, they're like, oh, uh, Jim, you got to go for the taco stand. They're really slammed. Like, oh, God. I would hate it, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to go there. I'm missing the tips. Why do they don't give tips at the taco stand? I mean, who would? Yeah. You right? know what I mean? Yeah, you're not supposed to. Think about the company party. You're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm at the little Hugos. The, how come the, <laughs> the big ones already, I already got the big party? <laughs> We got the little taco party here. That's right. That's not really fair, man. Well, you had the vegan uh, chilaquiles. I did. How was that? They were pretty good. You know, obviously vegan stuff is hit or miss sometimes because that's not a full vegan restaurant. But uh, from what I had, pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid option there. Yeah, I was was pleasantly surprised, actually. I had, oh God, it was called the something papa. I'm blanking. You had like a pasta thing, right? It was a pasta. Yeah. And it was called the something papa. And I didn't write it down. And I don't have internet right now. So uh, Papa pasta. Papa pasta. Is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah, we'll say it was the papa pasta. It sounded about right. If you go there, you'll figure it out. Because there's a mama pasta, the mama something too. Yeah. And the difference was uh, one of them had bacon. So apparently dads eat bacon, moms do not eat bacon. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, fresh pasta with scrambled eggs, garlic, parsley, a lot of fresh Parmesan cheese. Bacon, turkey sausage, and scallions. A lot of scallions. I'm a big scallions. fan of scallions. I like scallions. Yeah. yeah. They're not as thick as the uh, onions, yeah. but you have kind of the same flavor. Gives right? it a little flavor to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little nice little topping. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. You know, we should, right after this, we should go over to the, the burrito place, to the taco stand. The Hugo's? Yeah, the Hugo's uh, taco stand. you think will be like, hey, weren't you guys just at the place across the way? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, mind your business, buddy. We got double dippers over at this. We're going to need more. We've got, can can you send Miguel over, please? (laughs) Can you send Miguel over? We got people, I think, who who served you over at the restaurant? Miguel? Yeah. Send Miguel over. His regulars are here. (laughs) Don't worry, we we uh, we don't have seats for you, but we got a place you can stand. (laughs) These are reserved for you guys. Well, it's a popular place. You know, it's been there over 40 years and... uh, Has it been there that long? Yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. And my food is good. So, I I don't know. I'll go back. Yeah, I was just like, why have I not been here? Yeah. It's, it's very tasty. Yeah. And, you know, breakfast pasta. I don't think there's enough of that. Breakfast pasta. I don't know if I've ever had pasta for breakfast, though. Yeah, I, but why not? I guess you're right. I yeah, mean, you know? I, I mean, I mean, any food, really, for breakfast, If right? any time you're going to carb load, it's breakfast, right? You, know, you get the whole day is ahead of you. Right. Yeah. That's true. Hey. <laughs> well, thanks for going there with me. That was really fun. <laughs> Johnny Ray Diaz, before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Johnny Ray Diaz. Sure. 
What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? That's such that's such a hard question because like I like I literally just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, what obscure movie have I seen? But I've seen so many obscure movies that yeah. doesn't come to my mind at at all. However, the one that I that I did think of was uh, this movie called The Hand. Oh boy! Uh, directed by Oliver Stone, starring Michael Caine, a young Michael Caine. Is that that has to be like a really early? Yeah, it was like eighty or eighty-one, something like eighty-one or something like that. But I think it might actually be Oliver Stone's first movie. And the only reason I saw it is because I've been going through uh, movies by directors now, okay. and I literally sat and watched every Oliver Stone movie he's he's made, excluding the documentaries, just yeah. the just the other stuff. And uh, that was the first one I saw, so it must be his first movie. Man. What a little treat nice. that one was. If you want to see uh, Michael Caine in a horror film and uh, getting his hand chopped off and this hand coming back and exacting revenge on all the people that wronged him, this is the movie. And uh, oh, yeah. That sounds like that Idle Hands movie with Seth Green later on. It might have uh, been based on that. It could. Honestly. I mean, it's just probably a similar idea, but. Yeah. Do I want to see Michael Caine in a horror movie? Yes. Yeah. That's That's the answer. Sidebar, uh, <laughs> since you're talking about you were going through directors, who are some of your three top directors? Oh, man. That's another one. Uh, I really like Nolan a lot. I'm a huge Nolan fan. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. P.T. Anderson. Lot. Have you seen Licorice Pizza yet? I have I not. I have not seen it. I'm going to see it too. My friends in the movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I, I can't wait to see it. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah. I love P.T. Anderson too. Dude, I, I can't believe I haven't seen it either because I did a P.T.A. Anderson Section two, where I'm like, I'm going to rewatch all of his movies. Dude, and they're all good. All fantastic movies. Even Hard Eight, which he doesn't like. The I cut know, of. That movie's still good, though. It's good. He doesn't like good. the cut of it, but it's still good. It's still yeah. for for what it was, early movie. Like it's still really, really well done. I learned how to uh, you know scam the casinos from that movie, <laughs> which that doesn't work anymore. That that thing from Heart Eight, yeah, but it used yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. It used to work. I can imagine it probably did. Yeah, and then that wouldn't make sense. Um, who else? I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, honestly, I like Spielberg a lot too. Yeah, uh, mostly just because for me, Spielberg, you know, he Stephen or Damien. I'm kidding. That's the. <laughs> I was like, okay. actually, yeah. actually, it was Brian. Spielberg. Brian Spielberg. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. well, that makes my, sense. My neighbor. Yeah. Very avant-garde. Some, uh, some good stuff. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, what I like Spielberg a lot is that he's just such a good storyteller. Mm -hmm. Like his movies are, they take you on adventures. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know Spielberg didn't direct this, like, because Back to the Future is my favorite movie. Zemeckis did that, but he was involved. And it's just like, he the, the movies of like the 80s and early 90s, like, I feel like they don't make them anymore. Like yeah. those sort of like just big adventure, action adventure type movies that just take you on a fun ride. And man, he's just like so good at that. What is the short movie you watch just for fun? Honestly, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Mm -hmm. a big Seinfeld fan. Anything Larry David does, I'll watch. So I love Curb. I love Seinfeld. It's on Netflix again now. I literally, when I have like nothing going on and I'm like, I just want to, I need to unwind for half an hour. I throw in an episode. I've Anytime, seen them all like yeah. a million times, but... I get in bed. It depends, like, sometimes on, like, Channel 11 or 13 here in L.A. Yeah. It's just on for, like, 11, 12, and I turn it on. I always watch it. Yeah. I'll watch the entire episode. Even if it's on, I'm like, I've seen this. I'll quote it as they're yep. going along. Yep. I'll still watch it. It's a great one. Uh, what is the show or movie that inspires you? I wouldn't say this is necessarily the one that, like, every time I watch it necessarily inspires me, but I feel like this is the movie that kind of sort of got me into acting. Terminator 2. Ju yeah. Judgment Day. So the reason that is is because... Uh, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, very strict conservative house. Yeah. I was not allowed to watch those types of movies when I was younger. Yeah. And that movie came out when I was a kid, obviously. But um, 
the I remember watching that movie in my cousin's room on VHS uh, in the early 90s. And mm-hmm. he's like, have you ever seen this movie? And I'm like, no, yeah. I don't even know what this is. And we popped it in and it was kind of like, we got to watch it in secret type thing. Right. You know, can't tell anybody. And I remember watching that film and just being, you know, my little kid brain blown away. I was yeah. just like, oh my God, the effects and the storyline, you know. Yeah. How did they make a movie like this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's for a, me, it's those, one of the greatest action movies ever made, right? I mean, it's just so good. It's so good. I imagine you were, were you like a teenager when this came out? No. I was like I was like six or seven when it came out. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was little. I was yeah. gonna say I was imagining you older, like doing push-ups, <laughs> just no. blasting gun, guns and roses, the guns and roses song in the back. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should yeah. be my eye. Send <laughs> <laughs> nine, That's ten. Like Cause you're your way out of life. 25, 30, 40. <laughs> That's probably what you did when you watched it, I feel like. Uh, Is that what we're reliving right now? That without the push-ups. Okay. Yeah, just- <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's, but that's a movie I that gets you, you amp, amped up, man. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I even had the little little, little action figures and stuff when I was younger, the little Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger action figure of like him with the half a face yeah. on and everything. I mean, so, every yeah. time I see Robert Patrick, he's done a million great things, but I still yes. see him as the as Terminator 2, right? And I work with him on Scorpion on, oh. on, sh- on Sean CBS. Oh, that's I, great. I, I okay. Had, I had a, all my scenes were with Robert Patrick, and I remember when I got casted on that show. I was like, oh my God, I get to work with T-1000. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so here's a funny, here's a little crossover story from this. Yeah. I One of my first TV shows I did was Rosewood with the Maurice Chestnut, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember Which was show. right across the, the next stage over from Scorpion. Yeah. And uh, I think I was there like the week of like, their, they had their holiday thing and Robert Patrick came over okay. and said hi to everyone and hey, I was like, man, <laughs> that dude is so nice by the way. Yeah, he seems like he's a nice so, guy. He's so fun. He almost broke my finger actually. Yeah? We were shooting the scene. Yeah, I broke my finger oh wow by accident accident but uh, you know he's like oh my god dude i think i broke your finger i'm like yeah i think you might have you said yeah he said i think i broke your finger and you said your way out <laughs> of line <laughs> he's like wait a minute P- please don't and sing guns that, and roses that, that was my last dance set right. yeah he's like all right uh, get we out gotta here. get rid of uh get, what, get what rid is his name J- jackie <laughs> jimifer i don't know yeah get rid of this get rid of this guy uh classic well, guys, if you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pictures of Johnny Ray Diaz and I enjoying our Brentfast from Hugo's, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances and the official Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, masks, Johnny Ray Diaz modeling demo. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. His body made of clay, but it's Johnny Ray Diaz hey. made of clay that was forced in a kiln okay. by people like in the movie Ghost. <laughs> It's in there, forty nine ninety five. It's not cheap, but it's Johnny Ray Diaz, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's, an, it's an NFT as well. It's uh, an NFT. Oh my God, we didn't get to talk about okay. NFTs. Right. Next talk time, about we're going to talk about NFTs. Everything non fungible. Next time, there we go. When you're on the show, there we go. We have so I can talk to you forever. We didn't get to talk about everything, but yes, it's okay. Uh, stickers, masks, perfect for holiday gifts or any time of the year. It's all in there, guys. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking something up from the Breakfast store. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 50, we made it, guys, 50 countries over the earth. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, for making me sound so good. Johnny Ray Diaz, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? Uh, social media is just my name, Johnny Ray Diaz, pretty simple. And uh, you know what? I'm just back to the audition grind again. Yeah. You know? back to the reality 
So it's a new year, and yeah, here yep. we go. 2022. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I'm directing a pilot next. Oh. Actually, starting on the 25th, we start shooting. Cool. What? I have not gotten the notice for what I am. Uh, I'll check my email. I'm sure it's in there. Yeah. Uh, man number th- three or four. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but plumber number three or four. Uh, it's coming out soon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the offer. <laughs> and the official offer. We don't need to see you on tape. <laughs> Johnny Rediaz, thanks for coming in, man. This is awesome. And with that, we put another narcorific episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.